Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us this time of the day. Of course, great professionals in and around our area join us on this segment And we call it Let's Talk. 30 minutes to talk with Family Pathways today. And we're going to be talking about how they're operating as we're shifting into this green phase. And we're also going to be talking about their future in the way of events. We've talked about the Monarch Institute again or or before we'll do that again in our show today. With us today is Dr. Ellen Welter-Lewis, also Ricky Hulk, her assistant. Welcome, both of you. It's nice to have you on the show again today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. And and so, uh, Dr. Lewis, I'll, I'll start with you, but how has it been going from this yellow phase and now going into a green phase? Well, it, it's been interesting trying to kind of gauge everybody's sense of safety and making sure people feel comfortable because you don't want to move people too fast. We're still primarily providing all of our services via telehealth which has actually been um, a nice experience, and people seem to really like it. It's interesting when when we do, um, we have anything shift to a new way of, of, um, of doing things, you know, and then all of a sudden we become comfortable. I wonder how many people will want to go back to the old way that we were doing it. Well, we've been kind of surveying that, and it's about 50-50. So at this point, are you not having people in if people would like to go back to the old way of doing it? If people would like to go back to the old way, we are having people in, but in a modified venue. We're using rooms, um, larger rooms, um, rooms closer to the door. Um, there's a protocol for temperature taking and a few questions about COVID that we like to ask to keep in everybody's chart. So we're really gathering a lot of data as we go through this. So, Dr. Lewis, let me ask you what people are enjoying about the telehealth when you're talking about what you do at Family Pathways, because each industry is different, and everybody has a different comfort level, like you mentioned before. So what are people saying that they enjoy about how you're doing things? Well, I think that many people enjoy the comfort of having Um, therapy, and other conversations in their home. So, you know, they feel safe there. They don't have to go out, and they're still getting the service. Also, you know, it's a lot more um, personal. People feel a lot more personal in that it's definitely a one-on-one conversation, and they don't go through the experience of the waiting area, and um, the check-in process is all online so everything is just expedited i guess um people seem very happy with it do you get and more... the technology i'm yeah. quite surprised about the technology people are obvious obviously a lot better at it than i am and they <laughs> sign right up get right on it, it actually um works very well I chuckle because I'm on this end doing the same thing. It's like, wait, give me a second. I got to find that button. <laughs> so give me a second. But uh, let me ask you: if you get more 
breakthroughs with individuals when you're talking about challenges? Because you have a lot of uh, difficult conversations with individuals. And sometimes when they're in this new environment with therapy, that can be intimidating, even though you all are not intimidating, but just the act of going through this process for the first time. So do you find that because people are more comfortable in their homes, that you're finding it easier to get through these breakthroughs so you can address the challenges that people face? Of course, it's different with everyone, but there are those that, you know, feel the safety of their home and share much more than they would if they were coming into the clinical environment. So, yes, some people are experiencing breakthroughs. Do you have any situations where if people were to come in, they could tell you some information on the side? Maybe they just wanted you to know this one-on-one. Are they inhibited at all because they are at home and other people know that they're online or maybe they can hear the conversation because they're at home and other people are at home? I mean, how do you deal with that where people just want to give you a try to in the first session to set it up so that they have a level of privacy. And we try to talk with them about, you know, before you sit down, get up and close the doors, um, you know, put a prepare a situation where you will have privacy. Because, yeah, the whole family sitting around in the living room while you're doing therapy is probably not the best way to do it. And you may be talking about the family that's in the other room. I mean, not, not to you know make light of that. It, it's just maybe that's part of the challenge because you are dealing right. with the family. Absolutely. So let me ask you about the going green phase one more time because do you have any restrictions that you have lifted I think a lot of individuals have heard going green and they think we're back to normal, which isn't quite exactly true, but yet have you lifted any restrictions so you can now be in the green? Well, we are all still wearing masks in public areas. Of course, at our desks, we don't wear the masks. Um, We give clients masks as they enter the building. They're required to have a mask. And I can tell you, I have traveled, and when I was in Florida, no one had a mask on. And they went green a while ago, and now they've had a tremendous spike in COVID um, positive tests. So we need to be careful with that, and we we take safety very seriously here. And so are you, again, remind me this, that you're talking about masks and you all wearing them. How about folks, if they do want to come in and you arrange that? Yes, they must wear masks. They have their temperature taken. There's a series of questions we ask before they enter the building. And again, we're talking about family pathways as we're in the green phase and and how that affects the operations. So let me move on to the Monarch Institute because that's going to be an interesting topic of conversations on how event-based locations and venues are, are going to thrive once again. So have you opened it up again and how are you going about doing that as we move into the summer? Well, we haven't, um, we are taking reservations and such, and if, as, if we have events, we're having a single person at a table, but the events are very, very few and far between at this point because we really are paying attention to safety. And I'm going to let Ricky talk about some of the safety protocols and things that we have in place because he 
is um, responsible for the events component of the organization. Absolutely. And and folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Family Pathways and Ricky Hulk is Dr. Ellen Welter Lewis's assistant. And you focus a lot on the Mar- Monarch Institute, Ricky. So um, where, where, where would you like to start in this path of talking about where we go with this this summer? Um, and we can just start at the beginning. Uh, any time somebody is, does come in the building, they will have their temperature taking. The face coverings are required. Um, right now we're doing only groups smaller than 25 if you are to book an event. That way we can maintain those social distancing guidelines. Um, and we're doing that only using our largest rooms. And anybody that's seen the Institute knows how large the room is. So social distancing is definitely easy to maintain there. Um, we're also making sure that if you do have food at the Institute, everything has to be individually packaged. Uh, no self-service will be permitted. Um, just a heightened sense of cleaning and sanitation kits available for anybody that's coming in. And so I'm interested in what you're seeing in the way of individuals actually coming back to do an event. And and I'm not just talking about the Monarch Institute. Yes, that's your focus, of course, but anywhere. Is that is the industry coming back where folks are holding some kind of an event at this point? And if so, what are they holding? Are they holding business meetings? Are they holding receptions? Or what are they wanting to hold? It has been a, a slow process getting back to it. Um, with a wedding that we did recently book, we're seeing that the the couples are really valuing the celebration aspect of it. It's not just a wedding. Like, they're really focusing on the fact that it's celebrating them, not so much as just a wedding. Mm-hmm. Have you had the same concerns come to you when folks are asking their questions of you? Does it surround cleaning? Does it surround how many people we can have? What's their concern? Uh, I think right now is if they book an event and then if there's a social guideline that prohibits the event from taking place, if they can get their deposit back is the biggest question. <laughs> yeah, true, true, yeah. And and how has that been set up? What what do you tell them about the deposits? We With the deposit, we are just kind of honoring, like, any government-issued guideline. If, you know, the governor says you can't have an event, I mean, we're going to honor your deposit. We're finding that many people are still very, very wary of moving forward, and and I can see that a new normal is um, approaching us where people are going to be far less casual about coming together, and event practices are going to change significantly over the next year. So let me ask you both, because you have the Monarch Institute, it's it's there to use for people to hold events. And with your point, I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a, a long haul to, to get this back to where we used to be. Or maybe we change it all together. I'm not sure exactly um, what the process will be. I don't think anybody really does. So in that, have you ever thought of contingency plans? Like what? how do you use your space, still make it viable and thrive, because it's an excellent space, and yet uh, go into this new normal when nobody knows what it looks like? Well, one of the things that we felt very lucky about is that with that space and COVID and the restrictions um, of being out and about, 
we had lots of space to do things here, and um, our staff were not really troubled with social distancing because we had so much space. We're trying to ascertain right now with um, technology and such how future meetings, you know, everybody's doing meetings um, on the net and such, and I'm wondering how much of that's going to remain because it's far more cost-effective. And um, so I, I'm very interested in what the new normal is. We certainly have the facilities here to do um, wonderful meetings and wonderful events, but we do not want to rush anybody or, you know, we want to kind of keep pace with what's happening and not place anybody at risk. Absolutely, and I, I agree with that. With safety first, of course, I, I'll be interested to see the relational part of not getting together as much, like with business networking meetings. A, a wedding reception is different than a networking meeting uh, or a business reception of that kind or an educational seminar in, in that kind. And I'm wondering, uh, yes, I agree with you, it's cost effective, but how much relational um, the, the relational aspect of these meetings are lost. Any thoughts on that? Well, I agree. I think that, um, you know, it, it's, we were kind of uh, having opinions about the fact that relationships are being impacted by technology before all of this, and now it's really apparent. I mean, people really are starving for contact. And even when you're in the grocery store, complete strangers are having full conversations with me right? because they're so hungry for human contact. It's a very interesting phenomenon. I, I, I've seen that, too. It seems like we're nicer to each other in certain situations, and, and it's nice to see the politeness with each other. You just yes. hope that that stays and, and, you know, as infectious as we continue on as we go forward. Um, have you ever thought or is, is there any opportunity for the Monarch Institute to be used for a virtual meeting, you know, if, if somebody's out there and they don't have the means or the capability or all the equipment that you do that they can set this up and then have a virtual meeting, is that a possibility with the Monarch Institute? Absolutely. Uh, we even have rooms, smaller rooms, that you could rent to have just a single office space, uh, and that would come with our on-site technical support. That way you could host those meetings here and, you know, have them out on the Internet. And there are a lot of folks who have their own businesses but don't have an office space. They don't have brick and mortar. And that would be an excellent solution for, for individuals. How many people would you be able to have in? You said 25 for gatherings right now. Are you, Can you have up to 25 for a business meeting? Oh, absolutely. We could, we could set something up in Dedication Hall. You could probably easily have 50 or 60 in there and have meet your social distancing needs. The bill, the room is very, very large. I know, Ricky. We have, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Then we have about 10 or 12 other options for smaller meetings. Ricky, I know we're, the, we're contacting you if we're going to set up some kind of reception or, or business or, or whatnot. What's the phone number? What's the best way to get a hold of you to talk about this if we're thinking about um, having some kind of event, even if it's just up to 25 people? Well, you can call in at 724-284-9440. You can check us out on the monarchinstitute.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. 
Folks, if you're just joining us, Dr. Ellen Welter-Lewis, also Ricky Hulk, her assistant on with us with uh, Family Pathways. Of course, uh, Ricky does a lot in the business, but he does focus on the Monarch Institute as well. So if you want to get in touch with Family Pathways uh, for that kind of event planning situation, Ricky will take care of you. Dr. Lewis, I want to ask you, though, on the different services that you do offer at Family Pathways, because maybe somebody is listening right now and they think, you know what, I keep hearing Family Pathways and I'm kind of stressing out right now. Maybe the family's not doing well right now because of the past many months and the situation that we've gone through. So how can you help individuals who are in just an anxious kind of scenario? Maybe they're in a dangerous scenario um, with abuse. Well, families are what we're all about, and if a family or an individual is feeling stressed, depressed, or in crisis, um, please call us at 724-284-9440. We have a full continuum of mental health services. We have many clinicians here, therapists, counselors. We have um, a psychiatrist that is very well-schooled and family problems. He was a teacher and a school principal before he became a psychiatrist, so that's very cool. And we also have a nurse practitioner who can who um, works in the school nurse program and um, comes and works with us as well. So we have a really wonderful um, mental health group here. We also have family-based who will go in the homes and do some telehealth online. Um, we have the Legacy Program, which helps families who are struggling to get organized and maintain you know, their children in the home. We have an adoption program. We have um, foster care services and visitation services for families so that both parents can see their children. So all of those services have continued um, and have done very well throughout the COVID um, scenario here and um, are moving forward. We're working, uh, we've re-looked at our strategic planning and are looking to see if we need to revamp some of our goals because of COVID. But we're still here to serve in any way the community needs. I know that you're not giving specifics necessarily on the goals that if they were to change what they would change too, but do you have an example of what you'd be looking at when you're talking about your goals? Well, I think that now, you know, uh, many of the insurance programs and such never looked at the idea of telehealth and would not permit providers to offer it historically. And now I think that that's going to be a very viable goal for many practices and many people who have experienced telehealth are going to want to continue. So we will make sure that we can, you know, include that in our continuum of care. Have you seen an increase in the need for services or have you seen an increase in people actually moving forward with services? I know we had a conversation and the conversation has been out there with many people on once we got into this COVID situation, would people hold back from getting help or would they move forward because they're under a lot of stress and pressure right now? Well, you know, that's a very interesting question because we talk about it here um, quite a bit. Um, we are actually, people are calling in requesting services. However, 
when um, we had those first weeks after COVID in March and early April, it was like everybody was just frozen and everybody was afraid to make a move for anything because people were so just, you know, shocked at the fact that we were experiencing this as a culture. And um, now I think people are somewhat normalizing the situation and they're moving ahead, getting um, the services their children need and um, calling in for therapy services. Are you seeing folks come with you or come to you with new challenges? I'm sure you've seen quite a bit in, in your history of what you do, but we've never been through a COVID situation much like this to just close down everything. Some folks have lost their jobs. School was closed. You know, there, there's so many things that uh, a lot of us never experienced before. So are you getting individuals come to you for help with brand new challenges that you haven't seen before? Well, I think that a lot of people have more anxiety than they're accustomed to having because the future is a little a little bit sketchy. And um, there's, um, you know, people are afraid and people are starting to deal with that. And um, I think that's made a big difference that, you know, it's okay to talk about it and People are getting, you know, ready to talk about it and trying to think about their futures now and the new normal. Which we don't know what it looks like. No, I know. It's it's a very interesting situation. So I, I always hang on to the phrase, it's okay not to be okay. If you stay there, I know that's an issue, but it's okay to just be able to say, today I'm, I'm not doing okay. But what are those signs and symptoms for an individual who can admit, I'm not okay today, but then they're not sure why or what to do with it or where to go with it? They may have heard of you, but in the moment where they just are admitting, I'm just not okay, they just don't do anything. So what are those signs and symptoms that you would suggest to someone now would be the time to call? Well, if someone's having uh, great difficulty sleeping, um, if if you're not wanting to eat, if you're or eating excessively, that's the other thing. Um, if you're isolating yourself beyond COVID, not reaching out, not maintaining relationships, you should probably give us a call. And if you notice your children are experiencing any of that, please give us a call. We'd be happy to talk with you. I always find that to be a challenge. You know, I have two kids here at home and and to ask them questions through this, I thought was very interesting because as a parent, you want to see if they're doing okay. But you wonder, the kids themselves are probably struggling, but I don't know if they know how to talk about it. Have you found that to be true? I think I found that everyone's trying to find their way in talking about this because it's so odd and it's so new that... And there's so much information out there, and trying to figure out what's real and what we need to pay attention to is difficult. I also think as a parent it's difficult because you want, you want all the friendships to remain for your kids. You want the activities to remain, but right now everything's kind of stagnant. So it's, it's an interesting mix. So when we say family pathways, you do help families. I know that. And you do help individuals, is that right, to make your family better? 
Yes, so, and, and the thing is, we've been talking about coming up with interesting ways to maintain relationships and mailing little packages to each other. The other, the other end of the spectrum that we're very concerned of are our geriatric patients who are, you know, stuck in facilities and there's been no visitation, no connections, and, you know, many of them are already feeling cut off and, um, you know, coming up with little care packages to send them, something fun to open a couple times a week, and just different ways to maintain relationships with people in general. You know, our, our sending our foster pa- parents and resource families care packages and, um, you know, just letting them know that we're thinking about them. When we talk about going green, I think a lot of people have a sense of relaxing a bit, whether that's the right thing to do or not is not my question. But they have that sense of, okay, good, we can take a breath and, and relax. Do you feel like going green with what you do at Family Pathways, there's no relaxing? Do you feel like, hey, your work's just begun here? Well, I, I think that we're battening down the hatches because we really expect a significant influx. And we're hearing that we're going to have a significant influx um, in the very near future. And we want to be ready to take care of those individuals who need that support. And what's that influx that, that you're referring to? Individuals, families, all of the above, what, what are you hearing that, that is causing that influx? People have been very fearful about reaching out for services and, um, you know, going out into the community. And as, as the pressure is taken off of them to kind of stay in isolation and they get a sense that they can reach out, we're going to have a big influx in um, people reaching out. Absolutely, yeah. We only have a couple minutes left. I want to just get your final thoughts, as I, I typically do when you're on the show with us. And, again, we're talking with Family Pathways. And I know we're kind of in two different directions because we have the entertainment side of the Monarch Institute that you have to think about, and then you have very serious challenges you're thinking about with families. So, Ricky, I'm going to start with you, and we'll just get your final thoughts on the Monarch Institute and the, the venue that you have and any final thoughts you want to share with us? Yeah, um, I just think, like, so much is going to change. Like, even to think about, you know, a traditional event, like, even the way that we're going to be eating at these events is going to be changing. Every detail of an event is going to be different, and it's just going to be finding that new normal that works for everybody and a safe way to proceed. And Dr. Ellen Walter-Lewis, your final thoughts, too. And and as Ricky's talking, I can see how your business can fold into um, both that entertainment venue or that educational venue and talking about challenges because just as Ricky's talking, I'm thinking, yeah, that's it'll be a little nerve-wracking going back and, and going to a venue or a reception or a business meeting just because we haven't done it for so long. But you deal with emotional challenges, if you will. And I can see that all coming together. You know, you're a perfect place to be able to, to meet meet the two in the middle. Any thoughts on what you do on the serious side of, of Family Pathways? Well, what I'm trying to do right now with staff and um, with the people I work with is look for what are the positives, what are the gifts that COVID bring. And there are gifts. There are. It, it gave us time to 
um, reflect on family. It gave us time to work on some things that we've wanted to do programmatically, and we've got those things done. And it gave us some time to talk about and think about the future. And um, and it, it has changed the nature of the business, and that's not all negative. So I think that um, taking the time to see change always brings gifts. And I want to know what those gifts are. And so I'm looking for them. Family Pathways, one more time with your contact information, please. Our phone number is 724-284-9440. As always, thank you both for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, I, you have such a great service, and you're so needed right now, and I appreciate you just sharing the information with us so people can get help. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. It's always fun to talk to you. And, Ricky, thank you, too. I know you're back there somewhere. I am. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us on this segment of Let's Talk. I know we're out of time for now, but you can get this on our website at WISR680.com. Just pick programs, Let's Talk, and you can go from there and look for Family Pathways. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.